0: Hey guys, are you ready for some money rehab? Wall Street has been completely upended by an unlikely player, GameStop. And should I have a 401k? That you I don't do that it? Doesn't. No, I never do. You think the whole world revolves around you and your money? Well, it doesn't. Charge for wasting our time. I will take a check like a You recognize her from anchoring on CNN, CNBC, and Bloomberg. The only financial expert you don't need a dictionary to understand. The cold Lapin. One of my goals on Money Rehab is to turn you into the financial expert and empower you to make the financial decisions that work best for you. The best financial advisor for you will always be the person in the mirror. While I'm a very close second, no one, absolutely no one, will care more about your money than you. One of the biggest barriers to entry for people like me who didn't grow up with the Wall Street Journal on their kitchen table is the jargon. And boy, oh boy, is there a lot of jargon in finance land especially when it comes to investing. If you've ever watched financial news, you've probably seen updates on stock prices scrolling at the bottom of the screen. Sometimes those numbers go along with abbreviations like EPS or VOL. I do think it's important to be able to decipher these abbreviations because it will help you shut down any brokers who try to take advantage of you. Knowing when a stock looks bad on paper can show any broker or advisor that you know what you're talking about. So let's start with one of the most common metrics, P-E ratio. So the big picture is that the P-E ratio represents the relationship between a stock price and the earnings per share. Let's not worry about earnings per share right now, but what you do need to know is that it's a measure of the company's profitability, specifically with respect to investors. I will say the P-E ratio is the metric that can often be the biggest mindfuck, but don't let it get you. You have done way harder things in P.E. class than calculating P.E. ratios. As we get into the nitty gritty, keep this Intel as your North Star. P.E. ratios are used to help investors gauge how much bang they're getting for their buck or whether a company is really worth how much people are paying for it. Most data on stocks will give you the P.E. ratio, but you can also calculate it yourself. You do that by dividing the stock price by earnings per share and again. We don't have to talk about earnings per share just yet. Just remember it's a metric that investors look at to see how profitable an investment might be. Okay. So let's look at an example. Let's say you're looking at investing in a company called the money rehab company and you know the stock price is $20 and the earnings per share is $10. To find the PE ratio, you would divide $20, the stock price by $10, the earnings per share and get a PE ratio of The way to think about this equation is that the stock price, the numerator, is the investor's lane, right? That's their offering. What they put in, their end of the bargain. The earnings per share, the denominator, is the company's lane. It's the measure of the company's value to an investor. Even if our fraction days are long behind us, we probably sort of kind of remember that if the numerator is bigger than the denominator, your ratio is going to spit out a bigger number. While if you have a relatively bigger number as the denominator, you're going to get a lower number. And don't worry if you just lost me. I am not going to drill you with the ghosts of math classes past. But remember here that the numerator of this fraction represents your, the investor's, contribution. So when the P.E. ratio equation spits out a bigger number, that means your contribution is relatively higher than the company's. You with me? If so, it will make sense to you that typically conservative investors say the lower the P.E. ratio, the better. The lower the P.E. ratio, the more value you're getting from the company. And of course, as investors, we're going to want all the value we could possibly get for what we're spending our money on. If the P.E. ratio is high, that means you're paying a high price for a company that has low earnings per share. If that doesn't feel ideal to you, you're right you'll typically see that conservative investors feel that a P.E. ratio of 15 is good value. Let's gauge that with some of our value stocks. At the time I'm recording this, Verizon's P.E. ratio is 9, J.P. Morgan Chase's P.E. ratio is 10, Goldman Sachs is 7. But let me pop this nice, neat illusion. At the time I'm recording this, the Walt Disney Companies, one of the largest companies in the world, has a P.E. ratio of... 278. Are you thinking, Lepin, you just told us a P.E. ratio of 15 is considered a good value. Walt Disney is one of the biggest companies in the world. Are you telling me that it's not valuable? No, no, I am not. But here's the catch. A high P.E. ratio means that the investor is contributing a relatively high amount compared to how much profit a company is making. But here's the thing. Low profit, even zero profit, and therefore zero earnings per share, isn't always a bad thing. Does that go against everything you've ever known about business? Before your mouth freezes in the wide open position, let me explain. There are two reasons a company might not be profitable. First, they suck and they're not making money. That's what we may have assumed and are now seriously stumped because we know that the Walt Disney Company certainly does not suck. The second reason a company might not be profitable is because they're taking all of the money that they're making, their revenue, and putting it back into the company. I've alluded to this a few times, and we'll get more into this in future episodes. But a company that's pouring money back into its operations can be a sign of a growing company. For example, maybe all of the company's revenue is going straight into a brand new technology that everyone is going to want to buy. I mean, I'd invest in that stock, wouldn't you? For today's tip, you can take straight to the bank. Head over to Google Finance or Yahoo Finance or whatever you use and start looking at some of the stock tables for the companies that have been in the headlines over the last few years. GameStop, Tesla, Twitter, Apple, and so on. The more you expose yourself to the jargon and decode it, the more comfortable you'll be with the language of Wall Street.